Welcome to The Workforce Solution, a storytelling series by Health Carousel, designed to provide insights and solutions for the healthcare staffing industry today and tomorrow. Michelle Sexton is a bright mind in healthcare, founding Healthcare Hero in 2020 and Mission Healthcare Partners and Mission Physician Partners in 2017. My name is Michelle Sexton. I am the founder and chief strategy officer for Mission Healthcare Partners, and we are based in Nashville, Tennessee. Our main business, Mission Healthcare, is a hospital turnaround consulting group made up of former hospital CEOs, consultants, uh, experts in different parts of the industry. And then we have Mission Physician Partners, which is a group of physicians and experts in physician practice and running emergency rooms and hospitalist programs. We also have Vision Healthcare, which is our billing group where we do billing for multiple physician groups in all specialties. And we have Healthcare Hero, which is our latest endeavor. Like many entrepreneurs, Michelle and her colleagues stumbled onto a problem in healthcare and felt called to be the ones to solve for it. Today, we know that over 70% of the time, locum services are not billed for. And when they are billed for, denial rate is over 70%. Let's hear how Michelle and Mission Healthcare Partners unearthed these issues and made a plan to solve for them. We actually fell into this topic by accident. Uh, We were working with a lot of hospitals that were using locum firms and just really digging into those programs uh, and finding out, you know, what was the billing situation, what, how did they choose the locums firms that they worked with, those kinds of things. And we started to, to find a pattern of the fact that the hospitals were using locums physicians, but they were not billing for the locums physicians' time uh, and the patients that they saw. And so, Once we determined that was not just one or two sites, we started to do an actual audit uh, of several of our hospital partners where we looked at basically their locums usage over the last year and basically what had been billed and also the relationships they had with several different locums companies Uh, as to whether those were fair relationships and uh, win-win situations for all involved. And and that really started us thinking that this is an issue. I I think the first part of this problem is awareness that this problem actually exists. I have talked to so many chief financial officers or even uh, hospital CFO administrators that they do not realize that this is an issue. And so we go in and we, we take a deep dive. We take a look at the hours that were billed for locums and match those hours with the, the billing that has occurred. And so really that awareness and showing what the opportunities are, if they do the billing in-house, we speak you know, and do some training for the in-house billers as to what can be done, the credentialing department, what do they need to do to make this happen? So we really just work with the hospital itself. Uh, We also work with outside billing companies. So if the hospital is using an outside billing company, 
Um, we work to educate them. And then last but not least, we work with the locums uh, companies so that we can educate them that, you know, with their clients that they're using, that th- those clients need to have a good handle on, um, on the billing situation. CFOs and administrators losing track of these hours seems impossible. But as Michelle has learned, not only is it possible, but it's costing hospitals millions. Let's find out how this issue continues to occur and just how much hospitals are losing because of it. We have actually seen this in small rural hospitals add up to, you know, in the millions. Um, and so it's it's not, you know, it, it is not just a problem for large, you know, academic hospitals. This is a problem for critical access, rural, you know, all hospital sizes. Um, but, and you're right, it can vary. But, you know, on average, what we have seen is that over a period of time, let's say a year, this this could be a million dollar or more impact uh, on the facility, as well as it is a compliance issue if you're if you're not doing this. And so um, that's kind of priceless if you have one of those. You can't put a figure on that. I wish I could say that this was some kind of rocket science, you know. Um, formula that that only mission knows how to how to fix it really is a very simple equation it's it really is just some education for the billing and coding and credentialing departments and just taking a look at every single denial uh, that comes back that's good practice in just in any way but particularly with the locums um, because if if the coding isn't is not completed accurately, then those claims will become denied. And then a majority of those claims never, never get reworked. And so um, really, I think it's, it's an easy practice of just getting some education, you know, maybe a, a day or so worth of education uh, for your staff, and then setting some uh, audits up to audit every uh, bill that's dropped. And I know that sounds pretty extreme, but you'll find probably three or four different reasons why a claim gets denied for a locums. And if you can fix those things, then that problem is solved. What else can be done to improve and solve this issue with denials? Are there best practices or small changes that can make a big impact? That's just a best practice in general is to have those relationships with the payers and to monitor those denials. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of the payers have different programs where they'll help uh, the hospitals and the physician groups understand why something is being denied. And, you know, each payer is a little bit different. They require, you know, a little bit different documentation um, and those kinds of things. And so, yeah, establishing that relationship, but really taking a deep dive into the denials, it, it is, you will quickly find out what problems that you're having. And then uh, it just comes back to documentation and educating the physicians and the staff on what to do. Now, we know the importance of education in this area. Michelle and her team are working on that. But what about trends towards advocacy or improvement in general to streamline this? Every hospital should have a yearly, if not a quarterly audit of 
their billing practices by someone from the outside. That includes physician groups as well. Um, that includes billing groups as well. We encourage, we have many billing partner uh, groups that we work with. And sometimes we'll just do an actual spot audit of their work versus ours. Um, because I think that you can easily find some trends or, you know, uh, those kinds of things. So I think, I think as far as trends in this industry towards this, I would like to say yes, but I really don't, don't think so um, lately because there are so many other issues with revenue cycle that take precedence over this, this issue. But if you need a quick win and you need basically to get on track and help uh, alleviate some of those locums costs to the organization, this is the quickest way to do that. But it, it often gets overlooked. As overwhelming as this can seem, Michelle shares that there are a few simple areas to focus on. I, I think the number one thing is, yeah, the, the lost revenue is super important. But again, the not being in compliance with the payers and the government is a big issue. And so this needs to be, to be fixed as soon as possible. and needs to be monitored moving forward. I also think I am getting better at educating our hospital clients on how to build those relationships with the locums companies to where everyone's holding themselves accountable. In 2020, Michelle founded another company, Healthcare Hero. Let's learn more about their mission and vision. It actually came by accident. My partner and I were stuck in an airport for six hours with no Wi-Fi. Uh, this was the beginning of 2020 before COVID came. And we had just come from a hospital that we were working with, a really awesome facility. But due to some errors and just kind of some lack of training and some other things, they were really not doing well financially and their revenue cycle was a, a bit of a, of a mess. And so we started kind of dreaming as to what was the problem. And the problem was there was really no good way for a patient to have their own medical uh, handheld record on their phone to understand um, what you know their medical issues were or what their insurance was, what their primary care provider was. And so that was kind of the first uh, piece of the puzzle. But then the second piece, which we just tapped the surface of, was that in this particular facility, registration errors uh, occurred about 30% of the time. And what we would find is that's a little bit above the national average, but that there are several other hospitals that have those error rates up into the 40-50%. And once an error starts in registration, then it kind of all goes downhill from there. There is not an ability to contact the patient. There is uh, a 82% more likelihood there'll be a med medical error um, if there is an error in registration. And so we kind of went back uh, to the drawing board and we developed Healthcare Hero and essentially what that does is we applied for and received a patent to do a QR code check-in, and which is simple and 
we, we wouldn't know that later on uh, in the year that would become such an issue uh, with COVID and, uh, and, having, and using QR codes. But we instantly verify the patient's information. We instantly verify their mobile number. We accept digital payments right then and there at time of service after medical screening is done. Um, this can be done in the emergency room, clinics, uh, hospital, outpatient areas. And most importantly, we, uh, we hooked into a proprietary software to help those patients that did not have an insurance um, to see right then and there at time of service if they qualified for something. And 40% of the time, the patients will qualify for something. We run it through about 1,600 different types of programs that are federal, state, local, city um, kinds of, of programs. And so um, it's really kind of changing the way that we, uh, registration had not had uh, a major change since, you know, the, the 90s. Uh, we, maybe the latest change we'd ever done was kiosk or little tablets. And um, that's not appropriate in the, in the age of COVID. Waiting in a waiting room is not appropriate. And so we've just really, what started out as just a cool idea, um, kind of blossomed into, into something more. So what's next for the future of locums and these billing concerns? Where do we go from here? How can finding and implementing a solution make healthcare work better? You know, for better or for worse, the locum industry um, has gotten a bad name through the years. And you know, I know amongst some circles of my, you know, healthcare leader friends that locums is, is actually a dirty word. I mean, they say, we don't want to bring in locums. We don't, you know, we don't want to have to have, you know, physicians that are expensive, that we don't know who they are. And all of those, all of those things are fair assessments, right? But at the same time, the hospitals need to have a relationship with the locums firms. And so I think there has to be a change on both ends of more transparency and forming more strategic partnerships with, you know, one or two groups and not having, you know, I, I think of a hospital that I worked with that had 30 different locums groups that they used. How can you develop a relationship with, with that. It's just not possible. And so um, I, I feel like the locums groups, um, they have to uh, take some kind of risk in the success of the hospital, right? So I think as payments in the healthcare world are becoming risk-based, I think that the locums firms should also be um, working with their hospital colleagues to be you know, hey, we need to keep our costs down and make sure if this is if if this is what you're budgeting for locums this year that we stay within that. And if not, we're communicating that the reasons why um, and those those kinds of of things. I think the locums firms that do those uh, kinds of things like have a concern about the billing um, to help cover their costs. I think those are going to be the firms that survive uh, survive this. I, someone um, I heard the other day mentioned that two out of five locums firms wouldn't make it through 
the, the pandemic. I actually think that might even be higher, um, a higher number, because I have seen some smaller locums firms either acquired by a larger firm or just uh, get into a different industry all altogether. Um, but the firms that pivot and kind of make a change um, to be more partners than vendors, I think are going to be successful. If this reaches just one or two folks, one or two hospitals, and they're able to uh, to make some changes, this might save somebody's job, right? Like, you know, if they find an extra 50,000 that they, that they hadn't billed for, um, that's, that's collectible, that, that keeps uh, a person from being laid off, right? So we, you know, it's, we celebrate every single victory, whether it's large or small. We don't have to do the audits. We just actually say there's a lot of great groups out there. Just get somebody to do it. Uh, just, just have somebody take a look at this. And, um, you know, we're there to help if, if needed. But um, this, this really could make these small cha- changes could really make a big impact on an organization. The Workforce Solution is a storytelling series brought to you by HealthCarousel, a world-class healthcare staffing and workforce solutions company designed to improve lives and make healthcare work better.